Welcome back, guys, uh, to another episode of Tall and Taller. Uh, I mean, it's a slow time of the year, but we got plenty to talk about just because we haven't been on in about two weeks. Um, we'll, we'll we'll go right into it. I mean, Michigan uh, hockey takes the L in the Frozen Four. Um, this is something I think I wanted to talk about last show. I don't remember, though. No, because last show would have been, what, last Saturday? I believe two, so. Last show would have been two Saturdays ago, I think. Um, so that was that would have been the day we played in the Frozen Four or the weekend. Um, losing the Frozen Four that makes Michigan hockey one and seven in the Frozen Four since 1998. Um, but that's just that's not the only struggle. But since their 1998 national championship, they're one and seven in the Final Four. Um, I mean, you look at Michigan's. Even just as a university, and I mean, I could take this deeper to our pro sports fan bases not doing this, but it's finding the way to make it to that championship and win that. Not not just make it, but win it because they do make it. Um, I mean, this is just a little list of the past few. You have um, the twenty thirteen basketball team over the final four national final four final. Uh, playing a national championship game against the, well, I think it was Louisville that season, losing that game. Uh, Jumping to 2018, the hockey team loses in the Frozen Four for semifinal round. 2018, that basketball team loses national championship. 2019, college series, college World Series final for the baseball team loses after taking a 1-0 lead against Vanderbilt. Um, 2021 college football semifinals, as we all know, 2022 college football semifinals, and then 22-23 frozen final four. Frozen fours for the hockey teams. Um, it's rough to be a Michigan fan, for at least at least for the for the major four sports that are really watching this country. Um, ben, do you think it's a coincidence? Do you think there's something that – Michigan's not doing, do you think, or, or is, is it just a coincidence that we decide not to play football or play hockey or play baseball in those times? I, I think maybe a little bit, but I, I think um, a couple things is, is one that it's, it's really, really hard to win a national championship in a major sport. Right. And, you know, we've talked about this at various aspects uh, you know, in real life and on the podcast, I'm sure, um, is that, you know, Michigan is a school that will, like, straddle the gray areas, but they they don't drive through those blurred lines, right? And and like it or not, and I would debate this with anybody, that that's a competitive advantage. Um, you know, as far as football is concerned, um, you know, Lloyd Card and the way he left and then Rich Rod and Brady, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, everybody underestimated um, how bad the program was, how far down it had fallen. Um, but also, uh, you know, Alabama was was on a historical run of whatever it was, six, seven championships in 20 years. I, I don't know. And, and there's, they're still up there. Right. Um, 
and and not not that we ever made it to get our ass beat in the playoffs when when they were there, but um, you know for for 15 years them and and you know a couple other teams were were just dominating college college football. Um, basket basketball, a lot of bad luck, right? Um, Trey Burke's block. Um, Trey Burke's block to me is just as bad as JT was short because oh, I, th- I think it's worse. Them, I think it's I, I think it's more both, egregious. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe not. So I I, I want to say this. I think if you were to take that, and I asked you that question three years ago, I think you say otherwise because we hadn't beaten Ohio State in football then, in that long. But yeah, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle too. Uh, we're talking about today, right? Not three years ago. Well, there goes. I mean, that, that's a fair, this episode, guys. That's a. I mean, that's a fair. That, that's a fair question, and it's really hard. I mean, it's easy for me to say no now. I mean, I mean maybe, but no, I, you know, I think I would for sure say that 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 set the program back further. You know, the the JT short, and uh, you know, talking about bad luck, that was a piece of bad luck, right? And if we win, um, maybe we. Win for win a national title that, that year, right? Because didn't Ohio State win the national title that year? I believe. No, it was 2014. No. It was the first no. year okay. of, the, of the playoffs. I think <laughs> they, they might they might have played they might have played in it, but. And, um, you know, this just the last two years have have backed up, or back up what I'm about to say is is that it has, you know, had we won that game, and and even just made the CFP right. Um, that likely would have accelerated our competitiveness. Um, you know, look, look at what the last two years have done for recruiting and, and oh, momentum yeah. and confidence, and you can go right on down the line. So, um, y- you know, we, we, we've been snake bit, we've been snake bit your whole life pretty much. Right. Um, in all of Detroit sports or all of Michigan sports, but you know the the there's yeah, a lot of what, what ifs. Sports. There's a lot of what ifs, especially with with you know those two calls in particular. But you know we can we can go on down the line for quite a while um, about about stuff that's happened. Um, yeah, like this that that Tell me. really. that that uh louisville that their championship was vacated makes it 10 times as worse to me oh Um, i know and and honestly uh just letting you know i messed up there and not one person heard a word that we just said while that picture was up because i actually muted us both (laughs) instead of just like making us that's okay but that was i just want to let you know that's my bad (laughs) so so you know basically i don't even remember you Basically, what I said, you know, the that that ref has to feel pretty bad, right? Especially since Louisville's title was vacated, was kind of the gist of what I said, um, because that yeah. was just it was it was an egregious call, and bad calls happen, mistakes happen. I don't think um, that you know that he conspired against us or anything. We're on the on the Ohio State <laughs> side. I, I do believe that was a little bit of a, a you know home home cooking, home field call, whatever. Um, I, you know, I think if, if, uh, that, that game was at Michigan, that, 
that JT would have been called short. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the home cooking to a certain level, but, um, you know, the reality is, is that set our football program back a couple years. Um, oh, for sure. I mean, you, we were right there on the cusp of five. Right. Like yeah. Said, you, know, we like said, you know, like I said earlier, we win that game. We go to the CFP and even if we lose, you, you get to the CFP and that gets the recruits attentions that, that maybe weren't considering your school or that were considering your school to, you know, it, it generates a lot of excitement. It just does. So, um, you know, been really long winded here, but that's just, I do, I do think it's, it's bad luck and bad timing. You know, we've run it, run into some, some juggernauts or run into some teams that were hot, you know, on the flip side, basketball, I can't, I can't, uh, name the years off the top of my head right now, but there was a couple times where, where we made pretty deep runs where probably nobody expected it too. You know what I mean? Where we got hot at the right time. Um, and you know, that happened to us. Uh, was it Villanova that just come in and smoked us? Um, oh yeah. Bill, but Bill, that, that Villanova team was by far one of the best that one of the best tournament teams to ever play, play in a tournament. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they ran through the field. They kind of did what UConn did this year. I, I can't think of his name, but that, that ginger man, he could. Uh, he oh, Neil, you, oh, oh, oh! You mean the one that decided to play basketball that night and did play all season and right. came in and he could have stood at three quarters him. court and just looped it behind his head. And I think it would have went in. He man, just dude, that was he, he was on one that night. He just couldn't miss. You know. All right. I'm going off on a tangent here. Explain to me this: Why the hell is it every time we play somebody, it seems like their players? That either don't play at all, like don't usually play a lot, or like in the game because somebody's hurt, or somebody who's good but decides that he's going to go off and have a career night against us. And I swear <coughs> it's always against us. I mean, you, I can go back and I can name three or four people just off three or four games recently over the top of my head. I mean, you have that game. You can go off and look at Luke Hancock against Michigan in the 2013 National Championship game. After Spike Albrecht, we all thought, all right, we're good. We got a big lead. Luke Hancock brought him right back into it. Same spot. I mean, Spike did the kind of same thing there. You go back, look at 2000. Um, when was the last time we made the tournament? When we made that run where you lost to UCLA. It would have been 2021. 21, I believe, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, right after COVID, 2021, uh, we played LSU. LSU's player went absolutely off on us. Couldn't miss. And, um the dude from UCLA who had a great tournament that year went off. Same thing. The dude from Central Michigan this year went off. Like I said, I don't remember any of these guys' names um, other than Luke Hancock. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like – and, uh, shoot, go and look at the 20 – the kid from Quinnipiac for in hockey this year. Yeah. Scored two goals. Like, and, scored know, two I've, goals I've, and I had a career I game. Like... And I was like – I've, I'm not a big hockey guy, right? You know, when the wings are, you know, I pay attention to them at all times. But, you know, when they're in the playoffs, very rarely do I watch a full season game unless they're in the playoffs. And it's been seven, eight years since since they've been in the playoffs. But hockey is one of those games where one guy can, it can take over. And, you know, NHL-wise, you see – the lower the lower seeds win a champion of Stanley Cup uh, a lot more often than the higher seeds do. Hockey, you know, you get a you get a 
any hot player, but especially a hot goalie, and they they can carry it carry it to a title pretty easy. And and for sure, I think that was uh, wrong place, wrong time. And but they went on to win it all, right? So it's it's hard to. I don't, it's hard to classify it, I guess, as anything other than wrong team, wrong time. A little bit of bad luck, I guess you could call it. But, you know, when you get a hot, especially a basketball or a more particular hockey player, um, you know, you just got to kind of tip your cap. You know, the, the baseball thing, college baseball, um, you know, I'd love to see them win it, but I, I never really thought it was going to happen. It's hard to compete with the teams down south because, you know, that's where the, you know, that's why Backett's left, right, uh, to go to Clemson. Um, you know, the, these guys can play year-round, oh, yeah. so they, they, they well, get the better, they get yeah, the better athletes. The Backett's left also because I feel like Ward Manuel fucked that up, but Backett's is also an alumni of Correct. Oh, sorry. As my sorry, I can't say alumni because my wife gets on me about that. It's alumni, but how do you say it? I'm sorry, I don't mean to go off topic. Alumni. Alumni. Okay, you say alumni or do you say alumni? Alumni. All right, I'll have to have my wife listen to it to see if I figure out how you say it because to me they sound exact same. She loses the shit on how the way I say it, and I'm like, say it again. Yeah, I get it. Alumni. Yeah, you're saying alumni, alumni. I know it's, it's it's literally just how I've always said it, and I was like, I wanted to see if you said it the same way to see if it was maybe a northern thing because I don't know. Right. <clears throat> Anyways, back to what we we're talking about. Um, I think you know, it was about Bakic. Bakic, Bakic left because he had Clemson ties already. Clemson's coach was yeah. done. I, I figured it was happening already halfway through that season, that last season. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Year. You know, it, it was it was a known fact that like, Clemson's coach was leaving, but still, I also think Ward Manuel could have been like, "Hey, dude, here's some fucking money. How about you stay?" Hey, you took us to our a CWS final, had a really good shot to win it. Um, then the next year, or not the next year, I guess, last year, made a decent run. Probably should have won because. Louisville fucking again. Michigan got fucking goddamn bad break in the goddamn playoff. That motherfucker was out at second. Anyway. Oh, all right. Let's see how this show's going to go. So, so I, I think if, you know, to kind of wrap this up, because we've been going on this for 15 minutes now, is, is that is that I think if you sat down, and this is really any game, any sport, and like dissected the game, you could come away with 10, 20, 30 mistakes that that was the difference. But it just seems like if there's going to be a bad call at a bad time that's going to hurt a team, that it's it doesn't it, it doesn't go our way. I can't. I know that there has been some. I can't think of them off the top of my head right now. But you know, I could I could list ten. You know that, that went against us. Um, a lot of bad juju. You know the, the flip side of that is through bouncing back to baseball. Is is you know and and him leaving, and I have no doubt that Ward probably gaffed that up. But I get it, Clemson alum, right? And <clears throat> has some success. The Big Ten in general, and and Michigan as well, is 
is not a baseball school. Um, you know, football, basketball, um, oh, yeah. softball, and probably even gymnastics and, I, and swimming are, I bet you, I, are, are ahead of women's gymnastics, are ahead of uh, baseball as far as the priority list goes, you know, the funding and, and, and recruiting and, and all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I think that's another big reason why I went, you know, down, down you south. I'll tell you right part. now, these motherfuckers down here fucking take goddamn baseball almost as much as they take fucking football. Right. Then that's that's what I was just getting ready to say. In, in most schools, I, I would bet baseball's number two and no lower than three. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's a lot of schools down there. Um, and, you know, there's a certain amount of schools that baseball's probably number one. Um, Mississippi, you know, Mississippi where they, State. Where they don't have a traditionally uh, powerhouse football school. Well, uh, Ole Miss, that's how old Miss, in my opinion, that's how old Miss and Mississippi State are. Yeah. And, um, and until Clemson went started their run 10 years ago, they, they were, in my mind, they were a baseball school. Yeah, I mean, I mean same thing now. South Carolina is going to be, I've always known South Carolina to be a baseball school. Um, and then, I mean, that's, that's all Vanderbilt is. Vanderbilt's yeah. a yeah. straight yeah. up Vanderbilt's baseball producing team. monster yep. machine. Um, uh, I mean, it, right, but. I don't know. Hopefully, we can end the struggles. Um, I don't know about Detroit sports, but hopefully, Michigan sports can end our struggles here here in the fall. Like, maybe I guess it would be technically in January. Hopefully, um, I would like that. Maybe, but we'll see. Um, yeah, it kind of sucks to, when we get this close and every time it doesn't go our way. Kind of just as I expect it and take it before the game starts, a.k.a. the same way me and you were texting the whole entire college football playoffs when we were playing TCU. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know how many times you told me you were turning the game off, but I knew you weren't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it just sucks. But All right. I guess a lot of this shit's kind of depressing today, but I guess we'll move on to – Michigan basketball. I mean, it's it's stuff. That's right, been, right before, real quick, right before we jump, is is that you know we just spent damn near twenty minutes talking about that, and we, we didn't even talk about how snake bit our professional sports teams are. That's that that would be. Oh yeah, we could, yeah, we yeah. could make a five podcast series out of that. But yeah, I, I, on the Michigan basketball and the clusterfuck that's become. <laughs> <laughs> uh perks of being a michigan fan um yeah i mean you know, the reality been... is 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 in the last five to ten years we've had it really good there's probably every oh, school yeah, in the country not... with the exception of four or five would immediately without even thinking about it trade us positions as far as the success of our overall athletic teams have have been right, um, oh yeah, we we have been at or near the top in every major sport and a lot of the so-called second tier ones, um, but we just haven't been able to close that deal, um, and you know. Uh, well, here I, we're trying to move on to this, but 
like, you know, another bad luck thing is is Blake Corum getting yeah. getting injured. You know, I honestly, I don't know if he would have made a difference for us because we we come out and didn't take them um, as seriously as I think as we should have. But uh, that's a that's a whole other story. Okay, I'm done. All right. Just I was sorry. I was, <laughs> I was on Twitter looking at something. Um, real. All right. Michigan basketball, like you said, it's a mess right now. Kobe Bufkin, Jet Howard. So both declared uh, for the draft pools, I think, are projected number one on number, uh, not number one, first round picks. Um, well, I guess we'll start with them. I mean, I think it was seen that both of them are probably going to leave about about halfway through the season. Uh, Kobe started hitting his stride, found his game more, and I mean, you just seen that he was he's destined. He was destined to play at the next level. I mean, I, I was I was hoping Jet Jet same thing knew he was going. Figured he was probably yeah, not saying. And you know, the, the talked, flip side of of of. You know all the all the talk that's been out there, and you know us included about him, him getting his his you know what perceived favoritism right is that if his dad wasn't the coach, he would have never come here. And you know I I would argue that that probably would have left us off better than it did if he did. But you know I also understand you know for example is is if I was a college football coach at a major university like that and you were coming out of high school you're goddamn right you're coming to play for me for at least a year over my dead body are you not going to come play for me in college for for at least a year uh, i mean you're kind of a dick so <laughs> right yeah you think i was a dick wait till you told me no and said i'm going <laughs> and the only way that i see that any different is if like you're if coming right out of high school you were, you know, a guaranteed top three, top five pick. And then I'd be like, all right, go. You, you got to go at that point, right? But, um, you know, there's there's so many layers to a lot of, a lot of our issues. Yeah, I, I mean, so my... Before I get into mine, did you read? Did Kobe? Um, did Kobe? Um, did he sign with an agent? I don't remember. I don't. I, 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 I don't I, recall. Did seeing he, anything. Is he just testing the waters? Like how I he did last year. I, well, I, I haven't read anything that says he's testing the waters, but um, like. Oh, I'm just trying. I, I can't remember if I read. I think I read he signed with an agent. Um, it, he may have. But I don't. And Lance, I, I think we oh, got yeah, a new he's... goal. I, th I think, you know, it, it took, I'm sorry to jump off here. We got a comment from a listener. Uh, okay. Down in Texas, I believe is where Lance is at last I knew. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it took him longer to get there than everybody thought and everybody wanted. But but you know, to me, um, from scheme to personality, um, Harbaugh Harbaugh's Bow 
Yep, so far can't win a national championship either. Well, in, in fairness, back I, I, then, I'm messing around. You know, the the Big Ten championship was was more important than a national yeah. championship. The Rose Bowl was the item. Yeah, so no, he he forego he forego he gave up his eligibility. Let's just say that. So yeah, he's done. He's gone, gone. So with that, I'll go off on my topic about Kobe. Um, start the season. Yeah, I would have told you, hell no, he's not going anywhere. He, I, the dude is not ready to play pro football or basketball. Sorry. Um, Jet Jet right away came out and he showed that that what he needed to do. But he could do what it he could do it, but then a lot of times he would hurt us trying to do it too much, I guess. We talked about that before. <clears throat> I don't want to get too far down that road. Um but I mean good for them, like I said, they'll make their money, and I think that's kind yeah. of where they're at. Um get your money, have fun. I think I'll be honest, I think Kobe has a better shot of being better than Jet. Again, two different positions doesn't justify i think jet's gonna be a good a good nba player but i think uh i think kobe will be a starter someday in the end and uh honestly i think kobe will be a starter someday in the nba probably not right away but so you think that kobe's gonna end up being a better professional player than jet yes Thank you for making that shorter. I mean, I think he'll play longer, and I think he'll. Oh, okay, Lance. Hi, hi, in New Mexico, buddy. Hope you're doing good. Um. But yes, that's that. Long story short, yes, that's what I was trying to say there. I just couldn't think of the words. And now the other departing. Well, maybe departing. Who knows here? What's going on? Hunter Dickinson. Uh, announced, I think, pretty much. It was only a few days after Jet announced that he was that he was going to be. Hold up, real quick. It's just a coincidence, though, that Kobe Bufkin and Jet Howard both set out in the NIT. Well, Jet set out both games. Kobe set out the last game. Just coincidence, Correct. as we said multiple times, and I already knew about it. Um, which me and you think talked about it and said, "Oh, this is exactly why they're sitting out is because they're going pro," which. Cool, right. whatever, NIT, oh well. But both of them come out and said, Matt, and magically had ankle injuries. Both of them. Right. Magically, both games they sat out. But that, that's one thing I thought about earlier, and I just thought it was funny. But on the other possible departure from the university basketball team, which I think was kind of a shock to a lot of us. I mean, it was a surprise to me. I didn't really think. I figured it. It's, it's the way that he could depart, I guess, was more of a shock. And that's Hunter Dickinson entering the transfer portal. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors on why um, why he did it, whether it was NIL-related, which we all know Michigan has some NIL problems compared to a, a lot of schools. Um, there's rumors that he's doing it because he, he says that and this is probably true in today's day and age. The he's not he's not the type of player that's going to have success in the NBA. Um, he's going to have success to go probably play overseas, um, because the NBA just doesn't utilize the center position like 
the way he is a center is. The center in the NBA is an athletic person, tall, athletic, can shoot from the outside. And I think I think Hunter was was recognizing that. And I kind of think this is played into what he's doing is that he wants to win. And I think he sees Kobe and Jet leaving um, as oh no, I'm about to be back from square one next season with new guys, new guys in the starting lineup. Um, I don't see this going well again in my senior year. I'm going to join. I'm I'm going to get out of here and go try to find somewhere where I can win now, maybe get a championship now, and then go start. Whatever, go, go do whatever you want to do. He have to play basketball. I mean, he's definitely, I think, going to be – he'll probably get drafted in the NBA, but I don't I, – I personally, I think – that makes the most sense to me is that the way he, the type of center he is, is the old school center. Beat bang. A little, and little bit of a plotter, right? Um, you know, the, the only convent to that, I agree with it for the most part, is that, you know, his his outside shooting come a long way this year. And yeah, if, he can, if he can continue to do that, um, I, I think that he could probably have some success, but I also think that he may be a little bit too slow and therefore be a defensive That's liability. Right, in the, the, de- the defensive liability was also going to be where I was going to go after, after you said the three point getting better is yeah. that when you've seen him get on, say even a three, um, if you end up switching onto a three or a four, it is, he, he always was getting beat. They always took advantage of it. Um, I mean, it's, it's just the way the way it goes to center. I'm, I'm, it just happens. If you're too slow, you're too slow. I mean, I wish I wish basketball still used the center as the center was used back then. Um, even, like, the way that he plays it. Yeah. Um, it was the same way I played it. The defender, I mean, he was a great defender, good defender, rebounder. And now it's everyone's got to be athletic, fast, quick um, in the NBA. Um, but off the wants to win part with Hunter is the rumors that I was hearing off of that was that um, that there is the possibility of Hunter coming back to Michigan if he feels that the team, if Juwan builds a team that he feels can win. And has a chance to win. And I think that starting out, getting Caleb Love from North Carolina was a big was a big start and a big um, step at that as making Absolutely. a team that can succeed. Uh, I mean, what do you think is needed? I mean, I'll ask you this. What do you think is needed? I mean, you can go off what we just talked about, but what do you think is needed to, for, to see the success of this team? Michigan basketball that we've seen during the John Beeline eras to the early years of Juwan on the first two, three seasons? So, number one, we need, we need a point guard, right? Um, number two, which I, which I, I think like that we, we need to make yeah. – and, and maybe we do. Uh, now, I let, now. Yeah. Let me amend that. We need a proven point guard, right? Now. Yeah. Um, and yeah. number number two, I think uh, more emphasis or maybe even 
Um, a new scheme is is needed defensively. Um, you know, something I, I thought about earlier today when I was thinking about, uh, you know, things things we were going to discuss was, I wonder if, I wondered if, and I, I don't think so, but if there was some type of rift between him and Phil Martelli and, and that affected the scheme. But if there was, I think that he would be gone by now. Um, I don't know. Cause I mean, or if he's, if you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of people that I don't know, conspiracy theorists, I guess would be a little strong, but there's a lot of people that think that, that Juwan's the figurehead and, and Martelli's the coach and, and that that's the problem. And, um, I, I don't I don't see that happening for for a lot of reasons, but but who knows? But back to back to Hunter, there was something uh, that I believe Sam Webb quoted out somebody that, that was reliable and trustworthy. Right after Hunter Hunter announced that that he had told them that he was left with no choice. He he had to enter the portal. It was it was Ant right. Well, oh yep, it was Ant right. <clears throat> yeah. And. So is that an NIL thing? Is that he's unhappy with the way the team is going? Is he unhappy with the coach? Or maybe one of the maybe maybe him and and Kobe didn't get along and that's translated onto the court. And then when Kobe left, maybe he's reconsidering it. Um but you know what what you were saying before I start talking kind of kind of makes a lot of sense about the team and the setup and would certainly explain why he hasn't gone because you know that I don't know what's there 130 something uh, division one teams if there's 120 115 would take him in, in a minute um you know in in some capacity so my gut feeling on this is there's some type of discourse there and who knows what and you know, there's obviously a disconnect. The see the season proved that the the whole father son uh, disconnect, you know, with with the Howards make makes the most sense to me. But um, you know, we'll probably ne- we'll probably never know. But him not going by now tells me that he really doesn't want to go. Um, you know, you look at his social media; it's still Michigan pictures and. He hasn't posted since he announced um, that, that I've seen, but um, if he wanted to be gone right now, he, he could he could have a home already, right? And there's been a lot of talk about him um, going to Maryland, which is where he's from. And I think if if that's really what, what he wanted to do, he, he would be gone. So um, it'll play out. I, I do think that he's going to be back. I don't think that you stick around this long after you announce it, unless you're seriously considering it. But um, I don't think it bodes well, all of this, for for the health of our program. Um, and, you know, up until a podcast or two ago, um, I was adamant that, that Juwan C., should not even be considered hot unless he has another shitty season this year. Um, but I think his seat is just a couple degrees under blistering hot going into this next season. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, he, he's gotta, he's gotta figure something out. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I think that they've been really aggressive, uh, 
early on in the off season. Oh yeah, they've been all over the transfer portal already. And so I, I think that kind of uh, lends credit to that theory, which is which is all it is, right? We're not insiders by any means, but. Um, and I see. I feel like my main thing with that is like I've always, I, I've been. It works sometimes, but then again, it's fucking has killed us. I worked with Mike Smith. Mike Smith came in and was a great point guard for us. And then it did not work with whatever our other point guard was after that. I try. I don't even remember his name right now. Um, Devontae Jones, that's who it was. Yep. And with Devontae Jones going, um, it just it just it kills you sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, hopefully, I mean, Joey Baker kind of killed us. Uh Joey Baker's was coming and hopefully be like the Duncan Robinson of college uh, basketball. Uh, like the new Duncan Robinson, hopefully. And I mean, it, it just depends on how they play out. Like I, I'm a little worried about Caleb Love. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get from him. Are you going to get the Caleb Love that played this year or the Caleb Love that played two years ago? Right. It, it just depends on how he looks because this year they I mean North Carolina was in the same position as we were this year. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that they, they had as as far they started as the number one overall set. team to start the year. They were right. number one overall to start the year. And they don't even make they would have made the NIT, but they didn't accept the NIT. They didn't play any right. postseason tournament, which is good for them. I wish Michigan would do the same thing. But yeah, because just to, just well, to kind yeah, of inter- interject yeah. for a minute is is that there's no way that Juwan didn't know that for sure Kobe, or I mean uh, Jet was leaving, and he probably had a good idea that Kobe was leaving, and he probably had a good idea that those guys didn't want to play. And I, I'm not a big fan of the NIT to begin with. I would have had no problem if they if they would have. Uh, yeah, we did it in 2000, We did it in what 2015 when we. Beeline turned it down. Yeah, that's not where we belong, and that's where that that's where the program was at. At no. that when that was the program that Beeline had built was, we don't belong in the NIT at that time. We belong in the tournament, and if we don't make the tournament, we ain't playing. Right. Fuck it, man. Fire Jawan. Bring back John Beeline. Come on, bring it home, John. Beeline's B. Bring not it coming home. back. I'd be all about why. Why? He what's he what's he doing? Coach what he's a pistons analysis and right what doesn't he teach doesn't he teach a school at the university still? A teach teach a class at the university still? I believe he does, but he's got a job making as much probably damn near as close the Cavaliers are still paying him for one. And two, uh the Pistons are probably paying him a fairly decent amount to work what basically amounts to a nine to five. And he's Here's like 97. He's 97 years old. He's not coming back. He's like 71. He's not coming back. That's still young. Coach K was like 79. Coach you K could offer John Beeline five years and $100 million, and he wouldn't come back. Yeah, he's still got five years. Coach K, seventy six. He was seventy five when he retired. 
Yeah, exactly. And Beeline 70. actually, because. Beeline 70. So, there. You got three years to come back and win an Addy. Come on home. Not, not happening. He had he enough of the of the college game. That's, that's a good part why he got out. Uh, no matter what, I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it, but I just don't see it. Yeah, he's he's he just turned he's seventy. He's, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> BS. Quick note: Do you know there's like fourteen hundred players in the transfer portal as of like four days ago? Yeah. How many nuts. spots? There's not that many spots in Division One. The fact that there's that many people in the transfer, I don't, I don't know. The football transport is way bigger. It's a way bigger sport. More, more spots on each team, but the amount of team, amount of people in the transfer portal compared to the amount of spots, and on like Division One schools at least, it got to be careful what you're doing, guys. If you got a spot, you might want to before you. I mean. Like you said, Dickinson will obviously find a spot. Killed will find a spot. Good players will find their spot, but you just got college kids out there need to think, I think, before they make decisions because of the amount of – you could end up in a worse spot just to play sports. Right, but absolutely. I just read that, and I was like, well, holy I mean, shit, you're leaving your teammates and your friends, and, I mean, it's it's a lot, right? And it, it obviously works for some people, but – you know, we've we've talked about this quite a bit. I feel like, but that is, you know, it's a, it's a reflection on society. And you know, guy, kid plays ten minutes a game and he think he deserves fifteen. I'm out of here. Guy, guy comes late to practice and he's got to run a hundred suicides. He's like, fuck you. I'll just hit the transfer portal. Um, you know, that's a it's a it's an athletic problem, but it's it's also a problem in society as well. You know, I feel like, and um, you know, it's it is the the pussification of American society and that just um, enhances it and enables it in in my in my opinion so but it is what it is everybody's dealing with it it's not like it's just a Michigan thing you know it's a whole it's a Michigan problem but um, you know it's not but yeah you know it's it's there's, there's a college, there. you know, 1,400 kids. Yeah, I think, I think two years ago there was like, at most there were at the, at one time the highest number was just either just under or just over 200, right? So yeah, um, there's opportunity, but sometimes there's not. It, you know, it's it's here to stay. Hopefully, they make some modifications to it. I, I think a kid should only get one free one. Then I think there should be some criteria, and I don't think that it needs to be nearly as stringent as it used to be. But I I also think that it's it's too easy um, right now to just say yeah, go. had a bad day. I'm out of here. Fuck him. Yeah, you know. I agree. Hopefully, Joan can get that figured out because, like you said, if not, he's on the hot seat. Yeah, for sure. All right. Move on to a little bit of this week's top tops of the, the Jim Harbaugh era. Just because it is a light 
We ain't gonna do top five this week. We're gonna do top three just because there isn't as many as you can think of. Um, but we've had over the years. We're gonna do the yeah, top I don't, three. I'm not sure that we've had five true true ones. No, not people who've actually played all year. Like, have actually had like this power and things like that. But we're the top three fullbacks under Jim Harbaugh. Um, we'll start at three, go down. Um, who you got at number three? Uh, Henry Pogge. Okay, yeah. Uh, he's from, like, what, played last year, this year, kind of? Yeah. I got Sione Homa, kind of Harbaugh's first um, first fullback where we've seen him bring back the fullback era, the dude. Big Hawaiian yeah. dude with the long, foamy hair. I think he was number one. Number 39, he was kind of like that first fullback that Michigan had seen back in the system since uh, – since Carr, because um, God knows Hoke and Rich Rod mess that all up. Um, and number two, I got Clint Hill. I mean, dude, it was just a rumbling, tumbling, fumbling, not fumbling, usually. Um, There's a big old dude playing fullback. Big old dude. Dude was fucking massive. I mean, Clint Hill was probably a top – for me, it was definitely a top 10, 15 player I enjoyed watching – um, under Michigan, like being a Michigan fan, like recently, just because I uh, get on that two yard line, you know, who's getting the football. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm who do you got it to? This is, uh, I got Ben Mason at two. I got an argument for you for number one. That's where I got Bench Mason. Bench, Bench Mason. Goddamn psychopath he is. Um, that's why I got a number one. I mean, I'm assuming you have Hill at one then. I do. And, you know, I, I think those guys uh, were so close and so similar that like, stats, I have no Leon. problem with, with you picking him over. over no, and, and, Hill. and I went, you know, I, I've been having that debate on my, in my mind, which, which way I wanted to go since, since we logged on. <laughs> um, and I had, and I, I had, I had debate, but, I think looking back, I mean, Mason had just the better stats overall. I mean, what Hill only played what two years? I think so. And I think Mason. I think Mason played two or three too. But um, like so they're both very productive fullbacks, and I mean, there's not really much to argue over fullbacks. None of their none of their production is high. I mean, I think Mason had 13 touchdowns in a season one year. But, I mean, when you're getting the ball on the one-yard line every time and just being a bowling ball or a wrecking ball, running behind a fullback or, or running behind your lineman and just trying to just throw your body through the line, it's not hard to score 11 touchdowns, yep. especially being as so, big as so both of them are. So, funny thing, right, and I'm not even really hating on this, but um, I couldn't think of uh, Homa's last name, right? And so – doing a google search and there there's there's not much there but i stumbled upon this list of top 125 football players one through 125 at uh while jim harbaugh's been at michigan and it was it was written in august of 2020 so it's not counting anybody the last two seasons right but and i go through this and like i couldn't disagree with this list 
anymore. There's guys like in the 60, 70, 80 range that I think on their top 10. But, and you're going to love this, but do you know this motherfucker, uh, Michael Spath of Wolverine Digest on Fan Nation has motherfucking Kron Higdon as his number eight best player. Hey, motherfucker. I tell you, he is a top. I mean, he said it's in 2020. So Corum and Edwards are on there. But fucking Kron Higdon, since Harbaugh is definitely take out at that time, at that time, was a top fucking 10 player in the Harbaugh era. Fucking, no. Yeah. He wasn't well, top 25. He wasn't, he They're probably wasn't even with... top 50. Oh, fuck. So, so this is. You're high as fuck. What are you, like, did you <laughs> so, take the gummy before the show again? I, I didn't. So, so just tell me this, right? Just off the top of your head, um, 10 seconds or less. Who who is the number one player of Jim Harbaugh from the time he started to 2020? Either Rudolph or Donovan People Jones. He's got Jordan Lewis. Oh, okay. I mean, Lewis, I don't think Jordan, I don't. I think Jordan Lewis is top five for for sure, top ten. But I don't I think he's don't. number one. I don't. So I don't I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to rail off. Top, what's Let's see, let me know his top five. That's what I want to know. I'm a, I'm going to do the top ten. That's fine. Jordan Lewis, Devin Bush. This is in order. Maurice Hurst, David Long, Chase Winovich, Cesar Ruiz, Amara Darbo, Karan Higdon, Jabril Peppers, Jake Butt. Mm, well, you're... right. How you got How you right. got five defensive players in the top five? Right, and this guy. Uh, this must be a clickbait uh, type article. I don't know, but. I, I mean, just, I get, I can argue, like, I heard, like, I think I heard, like, the first two, uh, I definitely don't think Maurice Hurst is a top, is a top five, top, definitely not top three player under Harbaugh. He was a great no, player. But he's, he's, I, don't, he's I, 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 I personally don't think he's a top ten. There's he's too many offensive John players. John Runyon Jr. at 17. I mean, he's a legacy player, but he wasn't, like, he wasn't all that. Oh, my camera's super wide. Oops, sorry. Watching the NASCAR race. Um, didn't realize my camera caught that. I just flipped off the TV. Um, no, yeah, no. I, I, this dude's going to make me mad at this point. Except the Crown Higdon thinks that's definitely true. 100% true. Right. If anything, he's better than eight, six of the other seven people on the, other, on the fucking thing. Okay, time so... Frame. So where would you put Aiden Hutchinson in that mix? Now? Oh, definitely top one or two. So Aiden's one. on the list and he's at 20. Well, that's because Aiden. Eight, what? what? Aiden yeah. wasn't even playing. When was it written? 20. Uh, Aiden's senior year before the start of his senior year. Would it? Oh, yeah, because I guess the first season after COVID, we won the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it's... And he broke his leg that year, right? And he only played half a season or whatever. Maybe maybe it was three or four games. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. And anyways, it was... We already had the... But he was already on the watch list. He was, you know, we knew, hey, watch out for this guy. And then he he got hurt, which happens. But what the, the list is just a joke. But I knew that it would bring a smile to your face when... 
when some bozo who's a crack. If you know, hell no. If 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 you ask, I won't go top ten, but if you ask majority of Michigan fans. If Karan Higdon belongs in the top 25 players under Jim Harbaugh, over 75% of them would say yes. No. True fans. And that who maybe yes. maybe 50%. No. I think that you could make an argument for him to be in the top 25 as long as it was like 23, 24, 25. I think but. I could get it with top 15, but I, I don't think he belongs in the top 50. He, he's now the top 15 running back since Harbaugh's been oh. in Michigan. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. It's all right. It's all right. We all make mistakes. You sound like a fucking Sparty right now. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, majority of that list is very bad, except that. Um, I got a few things left. You, uh, I'll give a quick shout out real quick, just because I kind of feel like if I don't, uh, prayers up to Brian Hartline. He was in an accident today. He's hospitalized. Uh, it seems like he's all right. It. it and apparently he tweeted and said he fucking wrecked his side-by-side or something like that. You would know a lot about that, wouldn't you? Um, I would. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just want well, to shoot out a quick No, I actually wouldn't because I've never well, wrecked a side-by-side. You didn't wreck side, it. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, I, I was in the one that was in the wreck. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess you, didn't, you didn't wreck it. But... But it sounds like he's all right. But just want to give a quick shout out, even though he's from that evil team down there in Ohio. Um, and now nah, I won't go there. Let, we'll save that for another day with him. Um, and then my other little notes I got right now. Um, if the Tigers play tonight, Tigers look to make it four straight um, as they look for a sweep against the Giants. Um, let's see if they've started yet. I do not think so. So, oh, well. Um, no, they have not still started yet. They're probably going to end up getting suspended. Is it, is it, is it raining there? Uh, not at the moment. Let me look at the pond. I was just, no, I was just seeing if it was raining like, there because, you know, you know, if it's, it's raining where y'all are, it's probably stopped. Um. Let me see. Where was I going to go with this after this? Last night. What's today's date? Okay, well, never mind. I'm not going to go there. And then Blake Fraser commits to Michigan today, the offensive lineman. Four-star, I think he was. Big old line stud. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be like the next Jake Long, Taylor Lewan story to come through Michigan. Um yeah, absolutely. Just something nice to have yeah, again. That was, you know, I, I don't generally, even though that's our bread and butter, right? And and really at this point, if you play offensive line or defensive line and you don't at least seriously consider Michigan, um, you, you're nuts. Uh, because Jim Harbaugh, 
even through the lean years, has been massively successful at those positions. And I get that, you know, <clears throat> either Harbaugh or the university uh, isn't a good fit. You still hear me? Yeah, I hear you. You just froze. Your okay, yeah, service my, is bad. My whole computer just went black, so I don't know. I don't know yeah, your, your connection keeps popping up and down. Okay. So, anyways, he uh, I get the the whole fit thing, right? Or maybe it's too far from home, or what, or whatever. There's a, there's a million legitimate reasons you would go go to a school over Michigan, but man, like I said, you, you have to seriously you have to seriously consider it because if you even if you don't have um, pro aspirations, which most of those guys do, not all of them, um, you know, they're at the very least they're very competitive and 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 want to grow and want to be want to be great. Um, so, uh, and you know, we're seeing those results, right? That's that's where we're getting, um, you know, our, our highest rated highest rated recruits for the most part is is you know. D line and the O line, and you know, yeah, we're getting some running backs, and, and yeah, we're getting, uh, you know, JJ five star, right? So um, we're getting them other places, but the the success that we've had, and you know, uh, we've we've won best O line in the country the last two years. Um, that in itself is is an attention grabber. So um, welcome oh, yeah, aboard, yeah, young man, and like I said, I hope you're hope you're Jake Long, uh, Taylor Luan. Um, right, right on down the line. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah, guys, I think that's it for today's show. Um, uh, we appreciate you all. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, whatever. Um, I have this stuff up on Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff tonight. Um, but uh, as always, go blue. We'll see you all next week. Next weekend. Yes, sir. Hail.